everyone. Welcome to Hugh Spotlight. I'm Tracy Koga, and I have a very special guest tonight. Her name is Violet Vopney, and remember that name because after this show tonight, we are going to create <laughs> Violet's fan base. So then she will disappear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, not quite. We are definitely going to talk about your music, Violet. And mm -hmm. so let's start with your story on how I know, well, you know, let's. Forget about the pandemic, forget about COVID, getting into the music business is still a grind. Yeah, it's still a grind. There's never gonna, the grind will never end, I don't think. Um, I think once it ends is when you have your fan base. Uh -huh. And then you don't have to be on media anymore. And then you can just hang out with your bubble of cool fans. All right, okay, so, so. I want to discuss this mm -hmm. because Violet has actually deconstructed the whole mystique of how you get rich being a musician. Okay. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that's at the top, the top end. Maybe that's at like the very top end. end. I mean, like, like if you're Beyonce. Yes, okay, so right? let's talk about her, Beyonce. Right, so Beyonce, she's a superstar, and we used to see her out all the time, and we used to see everything that she did. The media would cover it, and it was very like in your face and, and on the radio constantly and all of that. And now it's like she drops music, she'll put it on streaming, I haven't really heard a new Beyonce song on the radio for a while. Mm -mm. But the thing is, is she's got her fan base. She's got her email list. She's got people who are just following her and basically throwing money at her all the time. So, like, why does she need to do any of those things anymore? She doesn't uh -huh. need a song on the radio because she doesn't need to attract new fans. She's already got this little bubble, this cluster of millions of fans who already follow everything she's going to do. And so anytime she drops something, she just has to send them a private email, right? Now. Which is now getting... That's the rapport, mm -hmm. right? So you build the rapport with those people. And then when, you, when they get that email, it's like, oh, this is like a secret thing. Like, this isn't going to radio or any, this is just coming to me as a Beyonce fan. Wow. Right? Okay. And that's really important to those fans. And then, of course, of course, they're going to buy everything that she puts out. Yes. And, yeah. then, and then she makes her money. Oh, and that's why we don't hear about her much anymore. So, okay, <laughs> so on the flip side, how do you relate this to you, Violet, in this Canadian music industry. Okay, well, the Canadian music industry, they always talk about, and in any industry, really, in mm -hmm. any industry this applies, you have to have your 1,000 true fans, as they call it. And if you have 1,000 true fans that you can email and they will buy your stuff, you're probably gonna be doing okay in that industry. Now, of course, that's local, and then if you wanna expand it, then you have to scale it up, mm -hmm. right? So you have right. to go from like 1,000 to 10,000 to 100,000. By the time you hit a million, you're making money like you're making yeah. an annual income that you can live on no kidding at that point because if you put out an album once a year you put out 10 products in a year like an album a t-shirt uh, a hat whatever else whatever your merch is going to be mm -hmm. and then you just sell those to the million people who are following you then there you go that's your money for the year so are you following this plan, Violet? And, and, and where I'm are like, you? In the, I'm <laughs> like the lowest end of this plan right now. I think I have like 200 people on my list. Well, maybe. hey, we're going to grow this tonight. Right? We're going to grow this tonight. But I think part of it, though, is people getting to know you. Yeah, that is that is the thing. And that's, that's where the authenticity factor comes in, mm -hmm. right? So you have to be yourself always. And I feel like that's that's the music part. That's that's where the creativity part comes in. Right. Um, because they have to connect with my sound and my lyrics and the stories that I'm telling. And 
stuff like that. That's why they're going to be on that mailing list, and that's why they're going to buy the product they find and they see. I, the marketing <laughs> side of me is just like <laughs> always going. It's, it's always going. You know, it's always in there. But oh, and it's so tough. But that's a great segue. Mm -hmm. All right, your story, your sound, and your music. Oh well, I'm a singer songwriter, <laughs> and I started when I was well. I wrote my first song when I was 11, which was in 1995. And I, I write lyrics and melodies. So I'm kind of a lyricist and a composer. And then the band comes in and they create a chord structure based on the melody that I've created for the song. And then so on and so forth. Everybody kind of just figures out their parts as we go along. And they all have to sort of build this thing around what I've, I've started with. Okay. So I usually have a pretty uh, solid idea mm -hmm. that I've started with and I, I will even have like the stops and the breaks and the cool stuff that I want to do in there and then they're like, oh, okay, so we just follow her and do that. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, it, it sounds simple, but I know it's complicated. I guess your stories too, what resonates with you? Oh, I tell stories about anything and everything. I've honestly thought of myself a little bit like Taylor Swift. It's kind of like, get to know me a little bit, I might write a song about you. And that, it might not be because of like dating as well. Yeah, I might yeah. just write a story because I think it's an interesting story to tell. Right. Um, I have a song on my upcoming album called Arizona, which is about my great aunt Doris, who um, ran away to Texas to get married after her brother died in World War II. And it's just a great, it's just a story. It's just a great story. And she, she had a lot of problems with that. And so we talk about those problems and it ends up becoming a song about domestic violence and, and how, you know, like you're running away because you feel like you're being understood by this person who lives so far away. And then, and then that turns into a nightmare and oh, so on and yeah. so forth. So it becomes like the sad, so you get all these feels and emotions in it. And so if a story has a good emotion, then that's usually mm -hmm. what's going to connect and yeah. So, and then for you, your personal background, oh, your history. Oh gosh, my personal history. Um, I've been singing since I was like tiny. I've been, <laughs> <laughs> I've been singing since I was four, at, like the earliest I can remember. And I would remember lyrics. I'd run around singing like Janet Jackson cool. to the neighbors, um, you know, running around like, my first name ain't baby, it's Janet, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd sing some Paula Abdul, you know, some yes. Cold Hearted Snake, you know, just, just the classics. Yes. And then I got into Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston and Janet Jackson and the whole bit. And I just, in my teen years, I was taking choir, vocal jazz, chamber choir. Um, wow. I did some uh, classical training, some classical voice training. Um, and then after high school, I just kind of dropped all of it, I kind of just dropped out of music and got married, had kids. Oh yes, took a break, took I guess. A, well, yeah. I didn't take a break. I, I wouldn't say there was any, there wasn't really any breaks in my life. I just kind of like pivoted and did different things. Um, I founded Central Canada Comic Con in that time with, with my first husband. And, um, and I wrote a book series, I wrote a fantasy series. Um, I remember you now. Sorry, I know we're live, but now, Violet, <laughs> yes, the yeah. book. And I yes. think I interviewed you at McNally Robinson. Yes. Yes, mm -hmm. the graphic. You looked so familiar. Graphic and I was comic like, book. Oh, my no, goodness. It wasn't, no, no, it wasn't. wasn't it? Or was no, it no, just no, it was, um, it was a novel. It was a... A straight-up novel. Yeah, it was a straight-up, it was a high fantasy novel. Yes, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wonderful. Well, and now you there are a full-fledged musician, <laughs> singer-songwriter. Yeah, well, and I always had my songs, but I just, like, being an author, you can do that by yourself. Mm-hmm. Being a musician, you can't do that by yourself, and I was always so nervous. And any time I met a guitarist or I met somebody who was like, maybe we'll work on your song, I would sing something for them, and they would just floop, floop, <laughs> floop. And I, I just, I would just go, ugh. No. Nope, no, no. That's... That's a thank you so much, but that's not it. And then I would get really <laughs> upset, and I would really—I felt very shamed. I felt very upset about, like, is this just impossible? Do, do we can we start from lyrics and and melodies and and build an instrumental behind them, or am I just deficient as a musician? Like, is that just something that's not for me? So I went through a lot of imposter syndrome mm-hmm. during that time, just thinking like, I don't know if this is valid. Like, should I be like picking up a guitar and learning how to play? Would that make me more valid? And then uh, 2019, I was at Romy May's songwriter extravaganza. Yes. And of course, there were 16 people that were performing. 15 out of 16 of them played instruments themselves. And they were solo artists playing an instrument. And then Courtney Fox yes. from the Amadians. Yeah. And now from Love something. I can't remember her new band's yes, I know. name. I but know. I can't yeah, remember yeah. her new, but she changed it. And, it's, and she's just such a wonderful person. But she just said, I'm a singer, I'm a songwriter. I write lyrics, I write melodies, and this is the guy who plays guitar for me, and he's just James. sitting right... James. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. just James. And I just thought, oh, it's the thing. I was just, it's just light bulb, and I went, oh, I could just get somebody else to play guitar for me? <laughs> oh, my God. Confirmation. Right? Confirmation that that would oh. be acceptable. Yes. But now, is this something, I hate to turn this now into a female versus male thing, conversation mm-hmm. but do you were you finding that too because you were female possibly yeah this was not an option no nope, not no. at all oh no nope. that was never <laughs> gender was never an issue it was really just the skill level and the imposter stuff that was holding me back I never felt like oh that's a guy's thing to do right no yeah. no yeah. no well, now here you are. <laughs> so the new album, though, uh, a little bit about that and the songs uh, on there. So the new album is, oh, it's the first album where I don't have songs from my, my childhood. So we finally caught up. <laughs> <laughs> to Violet's we've, life. We've, we've caught up to the present. <laughs> you know, we've caught Good. up. And I think the, the, um, the songs that I wrote were from 2020 through to 2021. Mm-hmm. So they're all very new songs. And, and they are, how do I put this in a way? When you've written songs for so many years and you just put them in a drawer and put them in a drawer and then you, you kind of, you write a couple of new things but you don't write a whole new album. Right. So you don't grow. No. There's just, that was from the past. And then what we did is we developed all the songs from the past. So we made them a thing and, and did what we needed to do with them. And then this album was the growth. This album was, okay, now I'm in the songwriter zone. I feel validated. I feel mm-hmm. accepted by the community. And now I can write the album that I was always meant to write right. after we got all of these other songs out of the way that I wrote when I was 17 or 14 or 11. You know, Once we got all that out of the way, yeah. now this is the place that I'm going to. And so I, I feel very proud of this album because of that, because this cool. was the evolution I was always meant to make. It's just you know, maybe 15 years later. <laughs> But you've learned a lot. Yeah, I've definitely learned a lot. And so a lot of transferable skills came over from, from Comic-Con and books and marketing world and all of that stuff. I have to stop. I have to say that I have to stop saying that I'm really bad at marketing. I have to say I really don't like it yeah. because I actually won an award for marketing excellence. <laughs> oh, 
Violet. You're full of surprises. I, I know. know. But uh, but having a clear plan definitely mm -hmm. helps. But for you now, uh, with everything that you've gone through in life and having this new album out, uh, we talked about the word confirmation, but is it an affirmation too? It is. Oh yeah, there's definitely so much. I just feel, yeah, I just feel like there's so much affirming things coming to me now and I, I'm just very happy. Um, I love the pop songs on this album. Mm -hmm. I think they're so much fun. I, it's so nice because a lot of my songs that I wrote when I was younger came from a place of trauma mm -hmm. and like very personal places and now I can write fun songs that are just fun. <laughs> Right? I don't have to be like, oh, write the indie, emo, sad, folky song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're on the album too. We're gonna do, we're gonna do one of them tonight, but. Yes. Well, yeah, the song is gonna, it's called Truth. Yeah, the song is called Truth. And I heard it during rehearsal and I, I was just listening more to the lyrics. Mm -hmm. So there is a story behind it. There is a story. This is um, one of the songs that I wrote about a relationship I was in. Um, he was an addict and he was struggling with that and yeah, I was enabling him, I was trying to stand by him, but by standing by him, I was enabling him. Mm -hmm. It was this weird idea that um, so long as I loved him, I was saying his addiction was okay. No, mm -hmm. yeah. And, it, and that's ultimately what ended the relationship because I said, look, your behavior and this addiction is not okay mm -hmm. for me. I would really prefer it if you would get help and I want to stay in your life, but maybe not as a girlfriend, maybe just as a friend. As a friend. Yeah. No, he burned me after that. He was just like, burn bridge. <laughs> well. And it was very sad. It was very sad that he ultimately chose drugs. Yeah. Yeah, he chose the addiction. But you got a beautiful song out of it. I, and, and I, I did. Mean, it's, I, this is your story, but I'm sure a lot of other people have gone through the same thing. I'm, yeah, I'm sure they've been in the same position mm -hmm. where they're just watching that person go through the addiction and they're just thinking, oh, they're just so heartbroken. They're like, look, I'm standing by you and I'm trying. But, mm -hmm. but the truth is, is when you, when they lie and they say, you know, they're not doing it and they're trying to, they're trying to say they are getting help and they are working through it. And then you just find out that they aren't and they're just throwing away their lives. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to watch people do that. Right. Yeah. Uh, is there a song on the new album called Friend Zone? Or yes. Is this, yes. Yes, there is. I, I, yeah, I, you have to share the story. Mm. Yes. Oh, the Friend Zone the story. The Friend Zone. <laughs> and it's not the Family Fun Zone at the Bomber Game. This is Friend Zone. This is Friend Zone. Um, so in 2016, um, I was dating a girl who was originally from Newfoundland, and she brought me to a New Year's Eve party. Now, of course, I had uh, I'd been president of Comic Con for about a year. So I was, um, you know, very protective of my reputation. Uh, you know, I, I can't be out doing crazy things at parties. No, no, no. that was going to come back on me in, in a bad kind of way. So I was very uptight at this point. And I went to this party and, yeah, these people were interesting. Uh, all, all her friends were just... You know, they were a very comfortable group of friends with one another, right? And then I was fresh meat. Oh. Ultimately, <laughs> okay. ultimately fresh meat. So I walk in here with a, a person I'm dating and everybody at that party was flirting with me and checking me out. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> just, just, whoa, this is a lot. And, and I mean, I had been married for 12 years and nobody, this was like the relationship right after that marriage ended. And I was not used to people hitting on me. <laughs> just <laughs> not used to it. Just, it Give just, me my space. It just yeah. didn't happen. It just... <laughs> You know, being president of Comic-Con, people don't hit on you. No, They're, no, no. No, no, no. They no, know there's a divide. They're like, wow, we have no chance with that. 
But these people didn't know that about me, so they were just like, woo, she's hot. I was like, whoa, I've, what is this? I don't understand, what is this life? What what alternate universe have uh, I fallen the into? I know, yeah, yeah. Where's, where's the, the where's exit? The door? Where's yeah. the door? I don't know. So I, I just kind of took it in stride, and uh, one of the guys at the party who was um, very interesting um, ended up becoming a really close friend of mine for a long time. Oh, good. But that night at the party, um, yeah, I, I threatened him because he was... He was trying to get fresh with my girlfriend, and it was just sort of a thing. <laughs> they had sort of a thing. Well, because she's, she's yes. a lesbian, so he was trying to get with her, and, and they had kind of like a, and she was like, no, but, uh, you and know, it's, it's a party, so yes. if it's the friend zone, the fr there's like a flirty place that they were trying to go to, or he was trying to get to with her, and I was just like, no, I will hurt you if you if you do this. <laughs> so after the party, he sends me a friend request on Facebook. And I said to him, do you really want to be my friend or are you just trying to get in my pants? And he says to me, I'm really trying to be your friend. And so when I wrote the song, I told the story about being at the party and feeling really uncomfortable and all the friends being really flirty. And basically my clap back to them was, are you cool with the friend zone? <laughs> like, yeah. like, are all of you cool with the friend zone? Because that's where we're at now. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, standing up for... Yeah. You're right. I, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, yeah. it's a, in a friendly way. But in a really friendly way. Yeah. It's, it's kind of more of a quirky way. It's not mm -hmm. like, you know, it's not like I'm putting people in the friend zone that I've, you know what I mean? It's not no. that. It's no. like, it's like no, you're new and yeah. there, there's you're a coming space. on too strong. Yeah, there's so space like, that you have to be yeah. before you get to the next step. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. you got to, there's boundaries. Well, Comic-Con, yeah. novelist. <laughs> singer-songwriter now and she's going to perform for us and and I have to say you look beautiful oh thank you yes uh, courtesy though to uh, a shout out to Mac mm -hmm. St. Patel Center yeah Mac at St. Patel Center man they saved me man 15 wow. minutes for this it was great well no <laughs> and, and hey ladies if you have to go to a party and hope you know use the word friend zone Oh, just play the song it's okay <laughs> drop just by Mac they'll do you <laughs> up really good and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, oh, no, yeah. this has been so much fun. The yeah. name of the album coming uh, up. The name of the album is Imaginations. Imaginations. Imaginations, yeah. So we have Friend Zone, we have Arizona on there, and now you're going to hear Truth. Yeah. So thank you so much, Violet Bopney. Like her, you know, be a fan. She's looking for a thousand. We're going to get her there, folks. So don't go away. We now have a great interview with Lisa Richard. She's another. Uh, cool female rocker out on the East Coast. I want to give a big welcome to Lisa Richard all the way in beautiful Halifax, but you know, it's the beauty of being virtual. We can have you right here in Winnipeg. <laughs> I feel like I'm right there in Winnipeg. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to Hugh Spotlight. And Lisa, just to fill you in, the show is really to celebrate all the hard-working musicians. I, I'm fortunate enough now we can have live music here too as well, so of course they're local. And uh, I have to brag, Winnipeg has a wealth of riches of amazing musicians, but the East Coast is making a splash, especially Halifax, and even out in Newfoundland and uh, Nova Scotia. Absolutely. It's, 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 a it's one of the reasons I moved here. <laughs> so. I guess give us a little backgrounder or backstory on yourself, Lisa. 
Sure. Um, you know, I grew up in northern New Brunswick. Um, I'm a fisherman's daughter, but uh, I did uh, end up going to university and becoming a chiropractor. So I was practicing chiropractic for a number of years now, but there was always music in my um, everyday life. And uh, I always had um, a band that I was in and all the time I was going through school, I was singing and I was in a band. Um, but I just decided to take it a step further and finally put my own music out there. I did it for myself just as a demo and we decided to master it and submit it to Music Nova Scotia and different things. And it was nominated for Country Album of the Year. Um, so it, it was a bit um, exciting to know that people wanted to hear some of the stuff that I was doing. So that was back in 2016. And here we are today. I've taken the plunge and spent a lot of time in Nashville since. And my second album is finally out now. And um, that was produced by Jason Berry, who some people may recognize his name from uh, producing and working with Dean Brody and Terry Clark and um, mm -hmm. a lot of uh, big country names that are out there. <laughs> so I'm really excited about this album that just came out. Uh, so needless to say, country is in your heart. Uh, now, talking about your music, getting it out there and working in Nashville, uh, you're, I think, going to return to Nashville. She's got a big smile on her face. Yes. It's long overdue, um, but I did have to put a stop on a few things. I mean, even my album should have been done uh, a while ago, but, you know, there, there was something of a pandemic for a few years, so... <laughs> things slowed down with my traveling. I was traveling down to Nashville quite a bit, spending quite a bit of time down there, but uh, also in Europe as well. Um, I was actually doing a um, tour in Ireland when COVID started. So I just got back before everything shut down in Canada. Um, but things are getting back up and running. I'm finally going back to Nashville tomorrow and I'll be down there for the next two weeks and doing some singer songwriter events. And, um, it's it's a bit surreal because one of the events that I'm getting to do, the very first one actually that I'm getting to do is at 3rd and Lindsley in Nashville. And that's the very first venue that I got to share the stage with Vince Gill and the Time Jumpers back in 2018. And I've been on stage with them a few times um, since then. But um, this, uh, this is special because one of the songs off my album is what I'm going to get to perform this time at a singer-songwriter event. So I'm really excited about doing that. I'm curious, uh, Lisa, what is the process in Nashville? I mean, we hear stories of, you know, singer-songwriters slings their guitar over their shoulder, hitchhikes to Nashville, and boom, lands on the stage. I don't think that really is what happens. Uh, is there networking um, or, like, how do you how do you begin? I, I don't know if there's a true cookbook approach, to be quite honest. I mean, I'm certainly... Uh, you know, just one person that has found their way. And I think people have found different ways to, you know, do what they do. Um, I just was very fortunate on my very first few trips going there to meet some amazing people um, that have taken me under their wing and kind of shown me the ropes as I'm going and were amazing songwriters. So I got to write with them and work with them. And, you know, one thing kind of leads to another. So it's really about relationships when you go there and um, meeting people and talking to people. And, you know, if you have a passion for what you do and you love what you do, 
people know that and they, they can feel it and um, people want to be part of it. So, like I said, I don't know if there's an actual, you know, ABC to, to doing this stuff. Um, I did not have a, a cookbook <laughs> to figure this out. Um, I was just happy to meet the right people that wanted to work with me and it kind of snowballed. Every time I went down there, there was just more that I was able to do, more offers that I was getting. And um, yeah, I, I've just been very fortunate to work with some amazing people down there. Oh, I, and I would imagine the atmosphere down there is just so electrifying. And I, I, every time you turn your head, you're probably inspired by someone or something. Absolutely. I mean, you never know who you're going to see and you never know if you're going to see the next, you know, big thing, rising star. I mean, mm -hmm. everything there is music and there's so many songwriters and so many musicians and everybody is just so talented. Um, it, it is, like you said, it's, it's electrifying. I mean, uh, and you and it's not just country. There, there's every type of music there. Mm -hmm. If you're blues, jazz, um, I mean, there's rock, you, anything you want to hear, it's there. I mean, certainly Nashville became famous years ago because of country music, and that's what the Opry is all about. But it's Music City. I mean, there is all kinds of music there. And uh, yeah, don't be afraid if you're going to hear all kinds <laughs> of different music in different bars. It, it, it's a great place. If you're, if you're looking to um, enjoy uh, a plethora of music and um, just immerse in all of that, it's it's like the the Vegas of, of music as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it's it's absolutely absolutely amazing. So I go down there to get inspired. Absolutely. I'm uh, wondering too, Lisa, in this day and age now with music so accessible, how do you make or will there still be separate genres? It, uh, to me, sometimes the music all and I hate to say it sounds the same. Um, and we know that, you know, country crossover to pop, pop crossover back pop, to country, rock. pop, rock, yeah. well, you know, jazz. I mean, blues has sort of managed to keep their own little, little cliquey uh, group, but not as the success that we've seen with pop music. Consider, and, do you yeah, consider I, yourself a crossover artist? Um, a little bit. I, I mean... <sighs> In my album, there's there's definitely uh, full-blown, you know, original country music for sure. You're going to hear that. Um, you're going to hear a hint of blues in there. You're going to hear a hint of pop in there. Um, you're you're going to hear a little bit of country rock in there. Like there's there's a little flavor of something different in each song that I do. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's definitely not each song sounds the same. Uh, but I, I understand there's a lot of genres that are crossing over and um, it's really what's popular and what's selling right now um, on radio. And uh, that's what seems to be, you know, getting the wheel rolling in that direction. If it's on radio, that's what people are getting used to hearing. So um, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, trying to, you know, find that sound that works for the stories that you're writing, because mm -hmm. to me, that's what country music is all about. If if you got a bit of uh, a different sound in there, okay. But for me, country music is about telling a story. So that's what I try to do is write and uh, co-write with people um, stories either that are personal to me or things that are going on around me or to with other people and, and making that come through in a song. 
And sometimes, yeah, it's, it's going to cross over a little bit with this type of sound that we're looking for, depending on the topic, right? Yes. So I don't try to put myself in a closed box too much, except for the fact that I feel country music is all about telling stories through yeah. song. No, and, I, and that is the beauty of country music, is the storytelling. How important is it for artists, and is it still the end and at all, to have your song on the radio? to be in the top 40. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, I, I would love to get some of this music into regular rotation. And, and um, I just released my newest single off the album called News You Can Use. Um, and it's been out on radio maybe a week, I think, or so now. So stations are just starting to download it and listen. Um, so that's exciting because the more ears that hear it, uh, mm -hmm. the more opportunities you may get to perform um, or open up for somebody. I mean, I'm certainly open to any of my songs uh, being recorded by somebody else as well. I mean, as a songwriter, that's that's just as good. I mean, I love to perform and I, and I love being an artist on stage. But if someone was interested in taking my song and recording it, I would be totally, um, yeah, I'd be totally happy with that as well. So there, there's a couple of different ways to, to look at it. But uh, either getting to perform or having somebody else take it on, that would be pretty good too. Oh, very cool. What are your summer plans? Well, uh, this tour is gonna last about two weeks and I'll be back in July. I'll have a little bit of a breather when I get back. Um, and I have festivals coming up, one in Nova Scotia, one in New Brunswick. Um, so yeah, that it's festival season in the summer, right? So we'll mm -hmm. have that all on my um, Facebook and uh, website so people can find us and we're going to be we're already booked for new year's eve so we have a big show uh coming up at oak island resort new year's eve so that's already been booked um and and we're doing another show at the carlton in halifax because uh, that show we did for the album release was sold out so they're getting us to come back and do another one when i get back so there's lots of shows coming up um i'm also going to nashville right now to do some songwriting because we've already decided there will be album three <laughs> <laughs> album three will happen <laughs> you're just taking two years off and putting it all into 2022 but that's okay bit, yeah bit. oh no that's yeah. fabulous and just before we go getting to perform in front of people again feeling that connection scared belated um don't it's know definitely it's been different. Like I, I have been getting back. I was doing 50 or 60 shows a year and then it mm -hmm. went to nothing basically. So um, getting back into, you know, on stage show shape uh, has taken a little bit, but the response that we get from people today is different. And I don't know if any other artist feels that way, but people were appreciative of live music before. They are even more appreciative today than what they were pre-pandemic really? um, people are starving for live music um it, it, it's amazing i mean people will just come up and give you money um they're just so happy to be there and you know if you're selling a cd for twenty dollars they're giving you 25 or 30 they just want to give you money for doing what you're doing because i think people are looking forward to feeling uh mm -hmm. again through music and through live music because i think that's what one thing we've been missing so much is you know, going to concerts, going to festivals, going to uh, singer-songwriter events where you get to experience those stories 
and feel them live. It's not the same as listening to it on the radio or CD. When you're live, you're feeling something different and we haven't had that. So no. people are very appreciative and I'm, I'm just loving it. Um, pretty much every show I've done, uh, people have laughed and cried and it's just a whole, you know, journey that we go on together. And, um, so here we go. We're going to start a new journey in Nashville very soon. Uh, well, we can only have our fingers crossed, Lisa, that you will be coming through the prairies and Winnipeg for so. sure. Yes, I know, because uh, we are starving for live music, and I definitely want to catch one of your shows. So thank you so much for taking this time with us, Lisa. And I'll let you set up the video of your new single. Absolutely. So... This video is for news you can use, and it is to help people uh, focus on the positive things in life and forget about what's going on out there for just a few moments so you can get that positive vibe from news you can use. And stopped on by. It's the kids that made it home that night. It's the stars that keep shining so bright. Make it all worthwhile. Baby, I've got news you can use. Jump around, dance, and shout. Let it all out. Be a little crazy. Baby, I've got news you can use. Fall in love, push your love, buy a new truck. Celebrate together First love that lasts forever It's the hearts of all the lost souls And the ones that never let go of love Here's to all the us Baby, I've got music in you Jump around, dance and shout, let it all out Be a little crazy Baby, I've got music in you Fall in love, push your love, buy a new truck
Hi there, I'm Violet Bopney, and uh, this is my guitarist, this is uh, Gabriel, and we're going to play my new single, which is out this Friday, August 19th, on all streaming platforms, Spotify, YouTube, Apple, Deezer, wherever you listen to music, it's going to be out there. Um, yeah, the song is called Truth. Trusted you when you said it was over. I stood by you for weeks in the hospital. But the truth hits so Worth it. 
Wow. Thank you. That was beautiful Thank so you. much. Thank you, Gabriel. Thank you, Violet. Violet Bopney. The new album, Imaginations, comes out on Friday, August 19th. Did I get that? Comes out on September 23rd. September 23rd. Oh, no. Truth, so is, truth is out truth on is out August on 19th. 19th yes. There you go. There you go. On all <laughs> the platforms, Spotify, yes. wherever you can find music. So thank you once again, Violet. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. And thank you all for joining us here on Hugh Spotlight. We'll see you next time. I'm Matt Kundal, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.